0: Hello everyone, welcome to Let's Go Up! Podcast Edition, where we explore the mysteries of the Kingdom of Heaven. We are your hosts, I'm Dean. And I'm Kritas. And Kratos, today we have a guest, Devin Sylvester, everybody. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be here. It's going to be so much fun today. So Kratos,
1: Before we get started, I just want to say we are getting on point with our color coordinating. It's been a few times now where we've almost, we've really matched. Creepy. Yeah. Devin's just on point here with the black because you can't go wrong.
2: Thank you. Yes. It's a staple in my wardrobe. (laughs)
1: And a timeless
0: classic.
2: Absolutely. In my world, it's the absence of color. What In did, my
1: world, it's all the colors coming back at you. We had the color argument. Well, not argument, just...
2: Investigation. Investigation. We're investigating. What is it? There we go. <laughs> so when you open up your closet, is it black, black, black? Pretty much. There's some clothes like gray and a couple white, but it's pretty on point with black. I have this conversation with
0: my wife all the time because to her... Black and white are colors, and I keep telling her, honey, (laughs) black is the absence of color, and white is all the colors together. You need to pick something else. Pick brown or purple or red, but no, she's like, no, it's got to be black and white. She loves black and white. Yeah, Her wardrobe is full of black and white as well. It's just easy. She constantly says black is beautiful. Absolutely. So, so Devin, tell us about yourself. I know you grew up in South Africa.
2: Yeah. Uh, Born and raised... Came here when I was 12 with my parents and younger brother through some mutual connections made Langley, uh, our home, and uh, we've been here for 26 years. 26 years. Yeah. Impressive. Thank you. You must have liked
1: it. Didn't drift far.
2: (laughs) No, absolutely. So I currently live in Surrey. Yeah, connected with a lot of um, friends that stayed in Langley and a great church community and Mm. opportunities to serve in different places from school all the way through church and various different communities and really cool. So Devin,
0: tell me, when you were in South Africa, what was the craziest thing you ever did as a kid?
2: Probably lighting (laughs) my mattress on fire. What? What? (laughs) (laughs) Was probably the craziest thing. You know, Boys into matches and wanting to light things and you relate, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Pretty yeah, colors get, from, a, you from flames this. and it just so happened to get a little bit too far down the match. That so I just dropped. Just a second, it. you're on your bed, on the bed, with yeah, with a match, <laughs> with a match, just lighting them. Nothing can go wrong. Blowing here. them out, it gets too close to your gets fingers. Too close to the fingers, and then I drop it, and, and whoosh, whoosh, a massive hole. Oh my Goodness. In the mattress. My parents were not impressed. Yes. Yeah. You bet.
1: <laughs> That's a flammable mattress.
2: Yeah, it was.
1: Back in the day Back before the day. they made, you know, flame proof right. mattresses. So you're
0: the reason for the flame proof <laughs> mattress <trend>. happened. <laughs> probably. <laughs> it all happened because of you. Yes. <laughs> <It> went worldwide. <laughs> we're gonna make this thing flame proof no more. Yeah. So even from a kid you were famous. Sure. <laughs>
1: Or is this like a deep dark family secret? No No
2: one must know. No, it's it's known now at least. So nobody knew it then they do now. So we were talking about
0: fire last week, actually, Curtis. Hmm. I do know that my mother had a thing for fire. My mother and her family when they were young, they lived on the ridge of a hill in Calgary, right above the Calgary Stampede Grounds, it's called Scotchman's Hill. Big bluff that goes down and you could actually sit on the bluff. As a kid, I have memories of that and you could watch the stampede from the bluff. Wow. But when she was a girl, she somehow lit that whole bluff on fire. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Chuck and matches probably. That's yeah. right. <laughs> right. She loved to play with matches okay. too.
1: It is satisfying, you know, just the ignition and the scent. And just the slow burn, and if you tilt it, it speeds up. You know, it's a whole thing. Do you
0: have fire
1: history as well? Nathan doesn't you're, enjoy. You're sounding like He doesn't you do. enjoy, like, me lighting things, like candles, for example. Right. And he has this weird fear of me burning our house down. It's irrational. You know, I only accidentally almost burnt it down once, but I hit it well because I didn't want to hear that I told you so. And, right, okay. But, so he doesn't like candles, so I'd light a candle, and he blows it out. Like, I can't even turn my back, and the candle's blown out i'm like it's not gonna light the house on fire it's a candle in a container on a glass table in a room that i'm in
2: it looks beautiful yeah Yeah, beautiful absolutely
1: i had a newspaper and i put it down on the glass table but what i didn't know is when i just dropped it it made this placemat this bambooish placemat kind of blow up onto the flame and the entire placemat just ignited probably like your bed weirdly fast right so there's this ball of fire on our glass table. Nathan had just run out to get dinner. So I was like, oh no, the smoke detector's going. I can't have the evidence. Right. <laughs> I almost burned well, yeah, out because you down. could smell it. So I open all the windows and I throw the flaming mat into the sink and i hide the evidence and i'm fanning everything really quickly and i have to do this i'll turn the fire alarm off and you know how it beeps after mm-hmm. that's what gave it away he came in he's like why are all the windows open
0: mm, Nothing. nothing not sure. <laughs> air.
1: why is the fire alarm doing that weird beat the battery shouldn't be dying <laughs>
2: Devin, why do you have a hole in your bed <laughs> <laughs> that's harder right? to hide you exactly. know mine
1: was easier to <laughs> get rid of the evidence
0: yes <laughs>
2: so what did you do with your mattress did you sleep in it that night I don't think so I think I ended up having to sleep on the couch or something like that (laughs) in a corner somewhere maybe
1: oh my
0: goodness yeah Yeah. we've all had our fire stories Mm -hmm. so for those of you that are listening and or watching Devin and I go back about I'm going to say a dozen years yeah Absolutely. We were at the same church for a while. I was worship director. Devin was involved with the youth there. Mm. He does a lot of media work, and he's had a long history of,
2: of work in ministry. So where have you landed now? So I work as the digital marketing director for a music publishing company called Praise Charts. Praise Charts. Okay. Tell us about Praise Charts. Praise Charts is an online web resource for worship leaders, worship directors, accessible all around the world. And they can access chord charts and cheat music, orchestrations, and all kinds of different resources for worship ministry. And Mm. so whether they sing in a choir or play in a worship band or play guitar, we've got charts and resources that help church Leaders uh, all, lead. all around the world. All around the world. Yeah. Yeah, I used yeah. to wonder
1: how they did that. Like, you know, you just show up to church and there's just these songs. And, right. And, and like, they all seem to know what they're doing, the people up there. And so there's this whole coordinated effort.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah. So I do a lot of the marketing and promotions and uh, song lists. And so if you go to the site, there's a plethora of resources for Christmas and Easter and mm-hmm. kind of every season and every mm-hmm. instrument Good word, by the way. Thank you. A plethora, yeah, of lists. Like we it. we like words,
0: <laughs> big words here. Sweet. Let's go up. Sometimes we make up our own words. Okay.
2: Yes. Like that
1: sounds like a word.
0: Yeah. If it sounds like a word, we'll go with it. Right. So one word that we have made up here on Let's Go Up is "notified." So we talk about clicking like and sure. subscribe sure. and notification, yeah. so that you can be notified.
2: Okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So Love we've
0: it. made up the word notificated, it plus might, a few other words. It
1: might be a word now, because they change the dictionary so often. Oh, it could sure. be in there, I'm sure, now that that's used so much. Now
0: that we've used it on Let's Go <laughs> Up so much, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Marion <laughs> Webster has picked up on it. Step yeah. of approval. There you, you go. Know, yeah.
1: I'm pretty sure one year they put Oprah in the dictionary. Iceland, though, they're like crazy strict with their language. You are not allowed to invent new words. Yeah. You are not allowed to even name your kids what you want. It has to be like really? an Icelandic name <laughs> if they're going to have a citizenship.
0: Oh, so they do not want you... Messing with Don't your mess
1: with this pure old Norse language, right, hey. so you're not putting Oprah in our dictionary <laughs> or notificated. <laughs> Are they as
2: strict in South Africa? Oh, they come up with all kinds of different words. 11 yeah. official languages, so 11. Eleven. Eleven. Oh
1: my. Yeah.
2: English, Afrikaans, and nine other black languages. Are they languages.
1: kind of like mixed together a little bit? Some like,
2: of them you... are. Yeah, you've got Swahili and North wow. Soutu, South Sutu, Zulu, just to name a few. But, so in school, do you learn Yeah, you languages? learn one of the languages of kind of the region that you live in. Your traditional kind of English or Afrikaans, and then one of the black languages as well. Do you still retain any of that? No. No? Unfortunately not. No. No.
1: <laughs> I don't know how much you'd use it in
2: Langley. Right. Yeah. I mean... There are, I think, 10,000 South Africans in British Columbia, last I checked. So this is very significant. I like how you check. (laughs) Doctors and a lot of professions that have South African
0: representation. So Devin and I have also been on a lot of worship teams together. Devin Mm -hmm. plays keyboards, among other things. So we've had a lot of fun together, been in the presence of God a lot, worshiped a lot together Mm -hmm. and worked with some great people over the years. So... Devin, when we asked you to come on Let's Go Up, you gave us a topic that was on your heart, and that is the topic of character. Mm. So you've obviously been in a lot of different situations in your life. And one question I would have for you is why this particular subject? What is it about this
2: that really strikes a chord in your heart? That's a good question. I see that character becomes the foundation of who we are as a person and it's what's perceived, it's what's seen from the outside, but it's also what is represented when nobody's looking. I think that that carries a lot of weight with how we live our lives, how we represent ourselves, how people see us, how we engage, how we live out the different things in our jobs, ministries, in our churches, with our friends' groups, and what we do with ourselves, what we listen to, who we hang out with. Those elements certainly represent a character that we are either living in truthfulness of or a facade or a mask. Sometimes a lot of us are really good at Masking or putting on a false identity, portraying a character as an actor, living out that kind of persona of somebody that we want to be, but not really truly who God has called us to be who we are. I did hear someone say
0: one time that character is what you are when nobody's looking. Absolutely. When nobody's watching, when all the spotlights are off, when you're not on the stage, when you're home, when you're all alone, you have the house to yourself all weekend.
1: With all your black outfits. That's right. right.
2: (laughs) Exactly, yeah.
0: What are you doing with your time? Yeah. Yeah. What are you thinking? Mm-hmm. What are your thought patterns? What's going on? That's where characters forged.
1: We had a neat opportunity a couple of years ago to teach our daughter about character because it's kind of something that, you know, you demonstrate it and you live it. And for her to see... It lived was eye-opening because with kids you worked with youth most of your life right yeah absolutely (laughs) so you understand like you can sit them down and teach them but for them to actually experience being around people with good character speaks volumes right if their parents or their friends have good character it's so much more than being you know taught and so we got this crazy deal on these amazing bikes from the store it was ridiculous they were down from six hundred dollars to fifty dollars i'm like what so we got these two mountain bikes And when we went to the store, there was kind of a confusion because they couldn't believe we got them for this price and whatever, but they didn't realize that we hadn't paid for it yet, so they just gave us the bikes and... It was such a good opportunity. Like we told our daughter, we could just walk out of here right now and no one would ever know. And we would have these free bikes, but we would know, right? Like, you right. know who you are and it doesn't matter. Like your whole life, you could get away with things, but your character and who you are matter so much. Yeah. To it God. speaks to your integrity. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, you could get away with this, but that's not who we are.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. Those little opportunities. That was a little rabbit trail example, but.
2: <laughs> good rabbit trail.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: So question I would have then. If you could define a person who has character, what would that definition be to you? What would it look like? You look at a person, you say, yeah, that person
2: has character. What would be defining things? I think some defining things would be, what is their integrity? Okay, so integrity. Yeah, Mm. certainly. Mm -hmm. Somebody also said, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Okay. Mm. And I think that also speaks towards how your character is lived out. Yes, there's integrity. Yes, there's what you do who your friends are, what you listen to, how you engage, how you speak. I think that that's modeled through some of those things. Mm -hmm. And there's practicals with that. What do you do with your time? What do you do with the people that you hang out with? Mm -hmm. What do you do when you're alone? Mm -hmm. How are you leaning in towards something? And I think seeing somebody that has modeled a lifestyle of integrity is a person who is faithful to their spouse or they're faithful in what they said that they're going to do. So they're speaking Mm -hmm. truth. And they're not a liar. They're um, passionate and have an intentionality with what they say they are Mm. and how that's lived out. Well, you've said that you're a Christian or you're a believer Mm. or you're somebody who speaks the truth or is not a liar. But Mm. you somehow will slightly Mm. bend the truth, maybe just compromise a little bit and kind of sneak in a white lie Mm. or yeah, have the opportunity to not fully embrace what it means to be intentional or integral. Is there a time that you can think of, just in general,
0: where you've seen a lack of character that has had a bad influence on an outcome?
2: I think I see it all the time. We see it in the news. Right. I think we see it in society. We see it in our culture. We see it in friend groups. I think we see it in marriages or the fallout of marriages. I think we see it in the church where leaders are not held accountable because of character. So I think we see it all the time. And
0: then there's
2: obviously been times where you've seen
0: persons of excellent character with outcomes the opposite of that. Certainly. So can you tell me about a time that you've seen that? You know, because you've seen a lot in your life. Yeah. You've been in hundreds and hundreds of situations. You've been in churches. You've been in in friend groups, you've been all over the world in different situations, and I'm sure you've seen the effects on both sides of character, the devastating effect it can have, and also the life-giving effect that it can have, right?
2: Something outstanding that I would say. I was serving in the role as the event producer for History Maker. That was a youth conference. The youth conference in uh, British Columbia, yeah, and... We had a group come, and they were going to be on stage with a really popular band. They were kind of local guys and girls, and the way that they stepped up in the opportunity to serve at the event, Mm -hmm. I mean, they were moving chairs, helping leaders and groups and students and praying with youth groups. Mm -hmm. They didn't have to. They were on stage. They wanted to. They were leading worship, and they could have gone back stage to their own space and Mm -hmm. kind of tapped out for the rest of the night. But Mm. they were the ones that were on the floor, praying in the moment, stepping up and leaning in to what God was doing in students' lives. Mm -hmm. And that spoke wonders Mm -hmm. to me. I've often heard the greatest leader among you is the
0: servant of all. Absolutely. Jesus said that, didn't he? I think I'm quoting (laughs) Jesus here. Actually, I didn't make that up myself. (laughs) You mentioned a few minutes ago, that even in the realm of politics and leadership outside of the church, that there's a lot of character downfalls and also good character. One thing that constantly amazes me when I think about character these days is when I look at the political arena, I shake my head. People obviously don't trust leaders anymore. What has the political world done to make us mistrust the character of our leaders so badly? We have a real problem with trusting the character of our
2: political leaders. Do you have any insight on that? I think it comes down to accountability, acknowledging what somebody has said and what they have done or what they've claimed to have done. Right. And holding them accountable towards that. Too far often there's a miss in that engagement with people that are in high-profile positions to circumvent accountability. Mm -hmm. In some ways, sometimes it almost
0: looks like a gong show, but I know that there are also good people there. Sometimes the people that are right on the front lines are just the ones that we see, and there's a lot of good people in behind too, right? Absolutely. I know one thing that we can't do, and that's judge people's character. Judge not, and you will not be judged. I feel when it comes to the subject of character, there's always that fine line between, do I see a speck in your eye when I have a log in my own eye, right? Right. Absolutely. So there's always that place of, yeah, I'm going to call you out on something, but what's in my own heart? Mm-hmm. And I've seen so many people, social media and the internet is full of people judging other people's character, but they don't know the person. Mm-hmm. And they might very well have a log in their own eye and they don't see it too, right? So I believe in speaking truth and love mm-hmm. to somebody, to a friend or whatever. But when it comes to somebody that we don't know, that's a tough thing, right? Absolutely. God really is the only one who knows the heart, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that that's one thing when it comes to character that we do need to kind of be careful of is putting something out there, especially with somebody that we have no clue who they are.
2: Absolutely. Mm. It's messy. Well, if you're a Christian, you need to be perfect or you need to have it all together. You need to follow all of these rules. And I don't think that that's the way it is. Yes, we mess up. Yes, we fall short. Yes, God's grace carries and covers that engagement. It's glorious living when we come to like a redemption of understanding the Mm. character of Christ, taking on his characteristics in wanting Mm. to lean into... His forgiveness and his righteousness.
1: And never to underestimate the power that that has on someone you don't even know is watching. The long-term effect, that's often what it is. They're almost like waiting, like this is just, like you said, so many people live with kind of this mask on, so the world almost just expects that, well, you know, you work for praise charts and you were in worship Mm -hmm. ministry, so of course you're going to just be this nice guy, but I'll just wait and I'll see. But when you consistently walk in love and consistently pursue peace and see people the way Jesus sees them. It's very unusual for people, and it like speaks wonders to people who don't even know the Lord, right? So the consistency in your character is so powerful, and it can feel like in this world of chaos, like, is it like doing anything? But it really is, you know, walking in tune with the Father, it really mm-hmm. does matter, even when no one sees but your black wardrobe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. I do feel like there's something there as well. Let me put it this way. I manage people for a living, and I have people under me all the time who do questionable things. I've realized that I can look at that person and I can look for what the Father has put on them, like what I see in them, and I can start calling that out. And oftentimes when you call that out, the shady stuff actually just falls off naturally. Yeah. Because I feel like when you realize who you are, who the Father has made you to be, or if you call that out in somebody else, we revert to bad character because we actually feel bad about ourselves Mm. yeah it's a heart issue it's a heart issue yeah Mm. it's not necessarily that we're bad or flawed but it's that we don't know that we're loved Mm -hmm. and so we react and act out of not being loved and so then we display bad character Mm -hmm. where if we just understood how loved we were by the father we would start Mm -hmm. to display something completely different i do have a question though on that train how does someone get bad character What is the process of the spiral downward? Could we pinpoint some things in this conversation? What is it that takes a person who has good character and makes them into a person who has bad character? What is that process? Is there anything that we could discover about that? I'm interested in talking about maybe how people were brought up And also, I've seen a lot of times where somebody has been through a lot of trauma. And so in certain situations, they react seemingly with bad character. But what they're really doing is they're reacting to trauma that they've been through in their past somewhere that's making them act out in that way. And so we see it as a character flaw, but in reality, they're just super hurt inside. And they maybe don't even know that it's there, right? Right. So there's all kinds of reasons why a person might act out in bad character. It might not just be that they're a flawed person. They might have had a lot of things go on in their lives that we don't know about, which I think is why, of course, we always need to be merciful. We always need to look for the good in them and start calling that out to see if that shifts the tide, right? right? But I'm interested in that spiral. What takes place for a person when you see them to say, hmm,
2: that's not good character? Yeah, I think it comes back to the word of intentionality of what Christ has called us to as being a disciple, spending time in his presence, leaning into the word. We dislodge those things or we dismiss those things. They may not be the cause or the primary reason Mm -hmm. spiraling out of control, but I think it takes intentionality to develop character or to lose it. To take steps to, to have bad behavior comes back to kind of what I mentioned Show me your future by showing me your friends. Who are you hanging out with? What are you listening to? What is that grasp of what's feeding your mind? Where do you have your eyes focused? Absolutely. Where are those eyes? Are they focused on internet, pornography, alcohol, Mm. judgment, all kinds of different attributes? And I think that those are starting points for the enemy who's a liar and a deceiver to implant And begin to cause infractions in things that we hold as core values, truth, justice, Mm. character, integrity. And those values disintegrate when there is a lie that's being told about who you are or who you can become in that. And so there's deceit that Mm. culminates into a leaning in and a posture of, if that's the way it's going to be, I might as well give up. I might as well just let it be, kind of go down a path of Hmm. destruction. You're not intending to do that, but there is a lie that's being believed.
1: Wow. That was a mic drop.
2: Oh,
0: man. It was straight down. Just boom. Boom. So when Jesus said, you will know the truth and the truth will set Set you you free, he was actually speaking about setting you free in the area of character. Absolutely. As a man thinks in his heart. Mm -hmm. So So it's yeah. Those are all things. It's how we process inwardly. Mm -hmm. So we have a choice. Choose which way are you going to go. Absolutely. There's life. There's death. There's death. And once you start choosing to focus your eyes on death, what ends up happening is those lies start speaking into you because the devil is the father of lies and there's no Mm -hmm. truth in him. But I feel like more than actual lies coming at us, I feel like the biggest lie is who we are. You're actually not that person. You're not that person who watches pornography. You're not that person who has this problem or that problem or the other problem. The devil has just told you that you're that person and you're starting to believe it. Yes. And as you start to believe the lie about who you are, then the spiral goes down and down and down and you start manifesting character that is sub- Par. Right, it's way below your potential. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Oh yeah. The other week we were at a parent-teacher interview. My daughter's in middle school. You worked with youth, yeah. right, around that age. Yep. Yeah. And one of the things that the teachers were asking, like, is like, how are you doing? Because the kids come with you to these parent-teacher interviews. That didn't happen when I was a kid. It was like this mysterious thing. The parents would go meet the teacher. No one knew what they talked about. But now the kids <laughs> go with you. Right. And so the teachers were like asking like how are you doing to her and and then they told us like this school in particular struggled a lot with intense meanness mm. last year like a lot of unkindness so we're really like focusing on teaching about kindness and because it was eye opening the cruelty that was happening I was just thinking when you were talking, you worked with youth so much. Like, how do you speak to someone? This is a Christian youth program, but they're all coming from all
2: sorts of homes. How
1: do you reach someone like a child that's acting unkind or not up to their potential?
2: I think back to the playground, kind of tale of sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never harm me, is an utter lie. And words do hurt. Taking opportunities to speak life into those kinds of situations, but having crucial conversations with both sides, whether there's an infraction or circumstance that needs to have happen. And speaking words of life, not just comfort, but I think words speak towards uh, culminating a positive resolve. And I used to have a tagline, I think I put a the bottom of emails when I was in middle school or something like that. It's all about tongue management. And it's kind of weird. <laughs> no,
1: mm. that goes, what is Proverbs? The tongue has the power of life Absolutely. or death. Absolutely. Yeah, right?
2: exactly. <laughs> it's exactly that. Mm. And it's all about the power of the tongue. You put this in the bottom of your email? I put this bottom of the email <laughs> where you know, and it's kind of stuck it's about what we speak it's about how it comes across and that speaks the intentionality of who we are that god has called us to be and so what we're speaking needs to speak life it shouldn't speak death it shouldn't be frail it shouldn't be flippant yeah i think that's uh, another interesting word as well where flippancy is well flippancy we, flippancy yes. maybe like that's that. a new word for your i like that <laughs> for flippancy. the podcast I like
1: it. We don't have anything in the F category yet, so flippancy. That's
2: good. <laughs> <laughs> we'll but, take it. But just an abrasive cut. like You're just flippant in the circumstance. It's the first thing that comes to mind, and we want to say a word or degrade the situation or this character or this circumstance. Mm-hmm. But No, but like as people are called to speak life, not just positivity and yeah. niceness. But life. Mm-hmm. I feel like speaking life is a podcast
0: all on its own. Totally. <laughs> Jesus said, my words are spirit and life. Words wrapped in spirit impart life. Words wrapped in glory and presence impart life. One word spoken out of a heart of glory and presence can change a life forever. One word from God can change a life forever. It doesn't take much when it comes to words if a word is truly spoken out of life. And I think a lot of people don't realize in order to speak words of life, you need to be connected to the vine. Yeah. <laughs> you need to be connected to life. If life is flowing in you and if you're in that place where you are constantly leaning in, like you said, leaning into that presence, leaning into the father's love, leaning into his words over you, then you're going to be carrying life. Mm-hmm. And then you can speak a word that can shatter a lifetime of lies in somebody's life in an instant. Jesus did that all the time. Right. Yeah. The one-step program. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like with the wow. like with the guy in the Gadarenes, you know? Jesus had a way of speaking life. He knew how to speak life. So words of life, we got to do a podcast on that the one words time. Words of life. Words yes. of life. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's contagious. That's true. The words of life. Okay. <laughs> This happened, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. Nathan speaks life in this dark construction type environment. There's just like a lot of bad mm. stuff and kind of some hostilities between people and just the language. But he just brings the joy of the Lord in and is in his presence all the time. It's a priority. You know, you talked about who are you around? Like Jesus is his best friend and his savior. Like there's so much intimacy there. And so... He just consistently carries him into every environment because they sometimes are on these sites together for months. They make fun of him at first, but then they start to actually change. They stop swearing. He never says, please don't swear around me. I'm a Christian. Like, sure. he just he just doesn't swear. Yeah. And he doesn't laugh at the inappropriate jokes. He'll laugh at the cheesy dad jokes. <laughs> it starts to slowly affect the people, whereas if he had gone up, please don't use that language, they would use it forever then. Or they'd
0: hate him for it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But because he just lived it, without this judgmental tone even, and they actually start to want to change. It's so interesting how often that's happened.
2: And you carry an atmosphere of that integrity, right? That just is captivating for people. It's attractive. It has this
1: aroma to it, right? A stench to some, but pleasing to some who are like, Mm -hmm actually like that you know
2: everywhere we go
0: the atmosphere of heaven comes with us
1: i'm just i'm just smelling dean's aroma
0: oh my goodness i don't know (laughs) what's going on here today credus but you know what it's
1: the aroma of heaven okay you
0: know we never sit side by side do we (laughs) is there a reason for that (laughs) (laughs) so Devin, smelling my aroma (laughs) i have a question for you i'm your best friend And I've seen a character flaw in you. Mm -hmm. And I come to you and I say, Devin, I see this, this, and this that you're doing. What do you do with that information? Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, that's so good. Oftentimes we can have a negative or a very abrasive response to that. Oh, that's not me. Mm -hmm. What are you talking about?
1: How dare you? Exactly.
2: (laughs) Who
0: do you think you are? Or if you're like myself, it hits so hard that you start self-abasing yourself? Like either response, right? Mm-hmm. No, it's not. Right. Or, oh, no. Oh, you know, you turn inwards and you're like, oh no, now what am I going to do? How do I crawl out of this one? How do I expunge
2: this quality out of my life that
0: my friend has seen in me?
2: Anyway, right? that's my question for you. Yeah. I think we need to learn how to respond well, to have a posture of receptive feedback in our lives. I think that is helpful through relationship, through mentors or leaders in our lives that we've given permission to be able to speak those things into our lives. And I think we just need to ask the Lord, the Holy Spirit to help us. Mm. Right? Yes, there's guidebooks or courses or classes or ways to be able to like self-improve and take constructive criticism of who we are as a person and things like that. But I think it really helps when we take ourselves and really look inwards and ask the Holy Spirit, hey, my friend was right or my leader was right. They just want to see me do better. They just want to see me how God sees me. Take that Um, as a learning opportunity. And so I think a constant attitude of learning, how can I embrace the character of Christ in my life? Mm.
1: And he's such a good father. Mm -hmm. like He wants to help and teach us this stuff, right? And I love when Jesus says, if anyone wants to come after me, they must deny deny themselves, themselves. pick up their cross. Like Jesus, if something true came against him or something false, it was just the same contentment Mm -hmm. because he was so sure and who he was, and I believe we can get to this place, and the Father's so patient (laughs) and loving, but to be able to, no matter what comes our way, attack against a character, whether it's true or false, or a compliment even, whether it's true or false, receive it in this healthy place of oneness with Christ, where Mm -hmm. it's not you being offended, because can you be offended when you're with him? There's this, like, depth I believe we can get to right. that I think God's excited when we start to like want to grow
0: right that was my very next question for Devin mm-hmm. oh
1: did I answer you're welcome yeah did no, you, you copy my scantron <laughs>
0: <laughs> my next question was somebody comes to you and gives you the opposite word where they see good in you mm-hmm. and they're calling it out Devin you are a faithful person mm-hmm. you're hardworking. You are um, amazing with people. It's evident to see the love of God on you wherever you go. I mean, I just did a conference with you. Mm. We were in Vernon for a whole week, and I saw so many great things on you that the Father has obviously been working
2: in your life for years. What do you do with that? Yeah, That's the opposite, right? Absolutely. It's really easy to become prideful out of those mm. kind of circumstances.
1: Like, Dean's right. I Absolutely, right? <laughs>
2: wow. But I think that... Too often enough, even in our culture, where we don't receive things well. It's like, no, 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 that's that's okay. You're being super, super nice. You're being overly complimentary of me as a person or this person. I don't think that we take the opportunity well enough to receive what the Father has spoken into somebody else's life to speak into my life. Yeah. God has given this person a word, even in their own character, even in their own circumstance, are wrestling with how do I do that? I'm really timid. I'm really shy. That's not me to be able to speak out into this person. But God's calling me into that circumstance, and I want to be able to do it. Because I think
0: character goes both ways. I mean, there is characters that's subpar, and then the Bible says, Mark, a man of character. Right. There's both sides to this. Yeah. And we need to learn how to receive both ends. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And when the Father sends somebody to speak something over us, we need to realize that He's speaking over us, right? Rather than letting it puff us up, we need to let it bring
2: us low. (laughs) Yeah. Humble Uh, ourselves. Humble
0: ourselves. You know, I've had people speak beautiful things over me and it just makes me want to go on my knees. Mm Mm-hmm. Go low. Mm-hmm.
1: It's a healthy perspective to see that what they're seeing in you is because Jesus is there. That's yeah. right. Sure. Yeah. Like recognizing where that compliment is even coming, why they're saying mm-hmm. that and seeing it. And then it removes that pride, like, well, this is because I'm amazing, Devin, and I'm so sure. But you're filled with the spirit of God. Mm-hmm. And people are seeing. You working with him and right. it's just this beautiful thing to the world. So to be able to receive that compliment and there's no pride attached to it. What was that scripture you talked about the other week? Boasting in Was it boasting in hope?
2: Boasting but in it's hope. it's
1: like yeah. boasting in the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. He's that amazing. <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: Jesus is obviously our ultimate hero mm-hmm. in the area of character. Mm. He was and is outstanding.
1: Nailed it. <laughs> Bam.
0: <laughs> he nailed it. Jesus also dealt with character flaws in his disciples. So I thought maybe we could talk for a few minutes about what we remember from the scriptures of Jesus. One thing that amazes me is that Jesus spent two years with Judas Iscariot, and it says that he knew that he was stealing. So he was a thief. He was stealing from the money pot the whole time. He was planning to betray Jesus and all of these character flaws in Judas. There's no record of him ever taking Judas aside and saying, why were you stealing? I don't know what to make of that. My question was, how did Jesus handle character flaws in the people that were around him, his disciples? Peter, he had a propensity for choosing the wrong words in situations oftentimes. That's, I guess, what we would
2: call a character flaw.
1: Foot-in-the-mouth syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
2: that's not guarding your tongue well, right? Yeah, and his character represented in faith, I think. Calling them out publicly, they're in a boat. And there's a storm. There's fear. And so I think he's calling out things publicly when he asked Simon Peter to walk out on the water. He also gave Simon
0: Peter an opportunity to reverse his words of denial. Right. Three times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then there's people like, let's say, Martha, who had a tendency to want to overwork and do things on her own strength. He called her out on it. He mentioned, he said, Martha, you know, you're worried about a lot of things. Mary's chosen the right thing. Be like Mary. Right. <laughs> ah. <laughs> ah.
2: From coming from my sister.
1: It's sharp, but you it's know. sharp, <laughs>
2: sharp. But even the woman at the well, he called out some character stuff mm-hmm. in her. Yeah. But he also forgave her. Forgave yeah. her. Yeah. And called life into her. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. she was an evangelist. And she went and told mm-hmm. the people in the village. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. He didn't sweep the things under the rug to avoid the awkwardness. Address them. The devil loves when you hide the stuff and no no one wants to touch it and go there. But he was like, you know, and it was all out of love.
2: Absolutely. That's not
1: loving. But like he did it from such a pure place that Mm -hmm. it actually transformed her whole life. And like when we always remember that, how transformative that kind of vision and life and love can be.
0: Spirit and life words. Mm -hmm. Spirit
1: and life words. It completely can rock people, yeah. right? Like look at Paul. This guy <laughs> was like cheering on Christians, followers of Jesus being killed and prideful and you know arrogant and all sorts of character flaws you could list although he was perfect according to the law. But one encounter with Jesus was so powerful. Like this is a different guy.
2: Transformative.
1: Yeah, even. totally transformative and that's such an encouraging thing for me to remember around a variety of people and personalities and behaviors mm-hmm. is they can seem so far but one encounter with Jesus, mm-hmm. if Jesus is in me and I'm in him, mm-hmm. I can be part of that encounter maybe, yeah. or at least planting a seed in their life. Like it takes out that impossibility with character
2: sure. things. But ultimately, like we're looking to be transformed mm-hmm. yeah, by the renewing of our mind into likeness of Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When we look
0: with unveiled faces at the glory of God, mm. we're transformed from glory to glory. Right. So there is this effortless transformation that takes place, I believe, in several places. It takes place when we spend time in the glory of God. Of course, we need to be intentional about doing that. There's also transformation that takes place in our heart when we worship. Worship is huge in that way.
1: And you've kind of revolved your entire career
0: Yeah. worship. Yeah. 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 And there's also transformation that takes place in our hearts when we spend time face-to-face and in the word. So all of those things bring about transformative effects in our lives. And if we choose to focus our lives there, then we're going to be going up <laughs> mm-hmm. and we're going to be in sync with the likeness of Christ, abiding in him, yeah. carrying his character and carrying the atmosphere of heaven with us wherever we go. Yeah. So uh <laughs> got a button. Uh, Dean, you gotta
1: do a better you gotta do a better angelic. That's our Mysterion
0: right there. <laughs>
1: Is that your best angelic? Oh.
0: That's the best I got right there. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> we'll work on it. Like I was thinking of um a few weeks ago I was sitting with someone who doesn't know the Lord and he was just kind of going on and on and on, all this inappropriate stuff, and it was just like there was many opportunities that I could have just corrected him and said, Don't talk, you know, but I just felt the Holy Spirit saying, no, no, just listen, just listen. Mm -hmm. But it was all garbage, but just listen. Mm -hmm. And he rambles on and on and on and on and on. And then it kind of got to this point where he realized, I guess, like she's not saying anything back. And then he stopped and God's like, there's your window. And it opened this door after he got out all of his confident sounding garbage. It opened this door to this vulnerability in him. Mm -hmm. And he opened up and he even said, I don't even know why I'm telling you this stuff. I'm like, God, like that mm. is the only reason.
0: That's and the way if- I feel every week. <laughs> <laughs> on, let's go up. <laughs> yeah. But if we don't
1: leave that space and we put mm-hmm. aside offense and self and all these things and we just listen and we wait and we're mm-hmm. still and we're like, Hey, connecting with the Holy spirit in these situations, yeah. not having to speak right away and correct right away, but like what's really going on here. Yeah. Right.
0: So if we could bring this conversation to kind of one Conclusion. Flame. Flame. Cimmering. Is that where we're going? We're going to we're going back to the flame. We okay. started with the flame. I see where we're going here. All right. <laughs> From what I've heard you say tonight, Devin, and what we've discussed, we've spoken a lot today about intentionality. And that intentionality being in all kinds of different areas in our life, but we are what we look at. So focus your eyes in the right place, I would say. Yeah. That's huge, right? Hundred percent. If you want to be like Jesus, because he's our hero, mm-hmm. he's the man with the character. Yeah. Put your eyes on him. Yeah. He is perfect theology. The master. He is the master. Believe that you are loved as you think in your heart, so you will be. Mm-hmm. And if you believe that you are in the embrace of heaven, right. you will start displaying character consistent with on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah, I feel like it's important that we are transformed as naturally as possible, because then the result is a natural outflow of character. Choosing that life, choosing that path. And no matter where we've come from, no matter what our past has fed us or given us as a starting point, our past is not our own. We only have this moment and our future. Our past is in the hands of Jesus. So let that be his. Mm If there's anybody watching or listening today who has had trauma in their life, if you find yourself acting out of character, because I've had this happen to myself. There's been trauma in my life in some places. And when you come into a pressure situation, you know that your reaction is not your normal reaction. You might have displayed something that you didn't like. You didn't like the looks of that. And where did it come from? You had a stress response to trauma. Mm -hmm. So I would suggest... And I would appeal to you to take that before Jesus, if that happens, ask him where that trauma is. I mean, I've been in situations where something has happened and all of a sudden a certain anger or a certain reaction comes up in me and I react in such a way. And afterwards I go, where did that come from? And I've had to go to the Holy Spirit and say, where was that hiding? (laughs) What was that? (laughs) Get the shears out. (laughs) Yeah. He, will, pruning. he, he yeah. will show us, he'll show us those yeah. places yeah. Mm-hmm. and then take it to him and let him lead you in a path of healing, yeah. whatever that might look like.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Devin, do you have any parting thoughts for our listeners? It's been such a pleasure having you. Yeah, you have such an amazing way of communicating and expressing yeah. your thoughts. So thanks for coming and hanging out with us. So any parting thoughts?
2: Yeah, just a real pleasure to spend the time with you. and. I would just say that something that's just been really on my heart is God works in me and through me and the way that I serve and things like that has really been led towards intentionality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so just a reminder to those listening, lean into the intentionality that God has for you. And Mm so be intentional about your friends, be intentional about what you listen to and who you listen to. Mm -hmm. And being that intentional facilitator has been really like part of my calling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that comes through tonight.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Out and clear. So thank you so much. So, oh, that's where we leave it today. Karitas Thank you so much. Yeah. That was
1: fun and amazing as usual, but even more now, that is the triple trifecta. Uh-huh. <laughs> we have three cameras, three people. It's just beautiful.
0: And, <laughs> and then there's the Trinity. That's there we go. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So, thanks for joining us today. We hope you've enjoyed this conversation as much as we have, mm-hmm. and don't forget to check out our website. It's Let's Go Up. Us. There's all kinds of things linked on there. Our social media, all kinds of cool Let's Go Up stuff, and we hope you have an awesome week. Mm-hmm. And We'll see you in a week's time. Bye. Bye.